What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Tonight, MPP and NDC preparing for battle in Asin North constituency. Hours after Parliament wrote to the Electric Commission declaring the seat vacant. I can confidently tell you that the new patriotic party has taken over the Asin North constituency. There is that school of thought within the party itself. And some are saying that, look, let's cut our losses and just go for a by-election. And I think that is the mindset of the party now. The Electric Commission has fixed the date and we tell you about... An urgent meeting the executives of the MPP are currently holding on that impending by-election. This is Top Story with Evans Mensa. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. It's just been a few hours since the collective parliament formally wrote to the Electoral Commission declaring the Sin North seat vacant. But... Already, the battle lines have been drawn, with the governing New Patriotic Party declaring tonight that they have taken over the constituency. Executives of the MPP are locked up in a meeting as we speak and are set to decide whether to elect a new or maintain their 2020 parliamentary candidate. In the last couple of hours, Jornish is also learning that the main opposition NDC is also contemplating whether to pursue a review of the Supreme Court that they hope will force the Electoral Commission to halt preparations towards a by-election or simply cut their losses and challenge the MPP in a fierce contest in Asin North. The party has been up in arms against the decision of the Supreme Court to direct Parliament to expunge the name of former NDC MP James Achikwasing uh, in the absence of a written judgment to aid a review. Well, Joy News can report that the Electoral Commission has already met today in the last few hours and has fixed a date for this by-election. We're expecting the EC to issue a statement in the next few hours. Even before the date is announced, the national organizer of the MPP, Henry Nabwache, says the party has already deployed to that particular constituency. We were in an expectant mood for Parliament to also inform 
electoral commission. So we have always been in the preparatory, uh, preparatory mode. The notification from a clerk of parliament to electoral commission is no news to us at all. So we are prepared. We are and we are fully on top of our um, operations. And I can confidently tell you that the new patriotic party has taken over the Arsenal constituency. Mm. The Arsenal constituency since 1996 has actually been won four times by your party. It means that it's 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 a seat that leans more towards you than the NDC. But you lost in 2020. Are you very confident that with the wind of economic difficulty and other challenges in the country, you are you are going to win that seat? Oh yes. I mean, don't forget that we are just coming from another by-election, which in 2020 was also a very difficult one for the new patriotic party. So yes, we appreciate that there are economic challenges, but the Ghanaian people also know that we are working to make sure that things are um, brought back to, to its uh, normal um, um, status. So yes, we have some challenges, but clearly, if you go to Asenov now, um, the kind of infrastructure development we have uh, put in place there is overwhelming. Through from education to health to sanitation to water to security um, and all of that, mm. we have executed close to about 120 projects. Talking about these projects, there are those who, who say that when you went to Kumewu, you moved in last minute to do some projects which they describe as vote-buying gimmicks. Are we going to see something similar there, or these are projects you've already done which you believe that the people will base on that and vote for you? Kumewu, it is false that it was last minute. All of them were put up, not because of by-elections, but because we want to see as enough develop and many, many, many other constituencies as well. Mm. Finally, Abnadrua Mensa was your candidate in Asen North. She lost the seat by just a little about 2,500 votes. Will the party maintain her or there's going to be some sort of a primaries to elect another candidate? Has the party decided on that yet? Um, we have a meeting today mm. and the meeting will decide on how we're going to go about the selection of our candidate. And in fact, that meeting he talks of, we understand, is underway. Uh, currently, all executives of the MPP are in this particular meeting. They want to take a decision uh, on uh, who represents the MPP in the Asin North by-election that day. We understand the EC has fixed the date for it already after meeting today. We're yet to hear uh, the specific date. We expect a statement in the next few hours, possibly uh, tomorrow morning, to confirm that. But the MPP is not waiting. Uh, as far as the NDC is, con- is concerned, if um, the decision on the impending by-election is yet to be taken. The party's legal director, Abraham Amaleba, concedes the mood among national executives and the party's base is for the NDC to wage a fierce battle in the Asin North constituency in a bid to retain that seat. Attorney General, who is pushing this rough, waited to show whether there will be a review or not, and whether the period for review has come to an end before he does that. But be that as it may now, um, if the ruling comes and it is clear that uh, we are going for a review, it means that the processes that would have been started by the EC must come to a halt. And then the review is concluded before before the process can continue again. So this will not forestall any attempt to appeal. Once the ruling comes and then the lawyers decide that they will go for a review, at that point, Every other process kick-started by the EC would have to come to a halt until the review is said. Mr. Maliba, not only are you a lawyer, you're also an astute politician. There are those like Professor Kweku Asari who have said that the Supreme Court is clearly not minded 
to rule in the favor of the NDC on this matter and that they should be fighting a political battle and not a legal battle. Is the party exploring that? There's that school of thought within the party itself and some are saying that, look, let's cut our losses and just go for a by-election. And I think that is the mindset of the party now if you glean from the statement issued by the party on this matter that's the mindset of the party but as lawyers we would also proffer our advice and we receive the the, the judgment and allow the political head and for that matter the party leadership to deal with the rest I want to bring in right now the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Gbande, who joins us on the line. Also joining me, Senior Political Science Lecturer at the uh, University of Ghana Political Science Department, uh, Dr. Sasanti, also joins us. Uh, we are trying to see if we can get you some information from this uh, meeting that executives of the MPP are currently holding on this particular by-election to decide who they put up uh, as their candidate in that particular election. But let me bring in Mr. Gbande. Mr. Gbande, thanks for your time uh, here on top story as you've heard from the mpp already it's just been a few hours since the we got confirmation that parliament had written to the electoral commission as we speak tonight the electoral commission they have met they've taken a decision and fixed the date uh, they yet to issue a statement we believe tomorrow morning to confirm this the mpp says say they've already deployed to the constituency they claim that they've taken over their constituency already with their men they are meeting tonight to decide who they put up to contest um as far as the preparations are concerned, it's well underway now. What's the what's the NDC's move? Thank you very much, Ivanta. I think that basically um, we in the NDC are prepared for this election. If you recall, the day uh, the Supreme Court gave its oral judgment, we began preparation. Even as we were in Kumau. Um our constituencies are ready. The region is well ready for the election. Uh, tomorrow, we will do our review meeting, and then we will take over Kuma as in not. I, I think that we it's not a difficult task for us because we knew that we were going into a by-election, and so the party have already put uh, processes in place and then programs in place if you recall the recent vigil that was held uh, and, and then subsequently there are other activities that will start from tomorrow to canvas and to further reinforce our relationship with the constituency um we are done with our internal organization constituency executives branch executives are well in place um, we know our parliamentary candidate is going to be the very MP that uh, this decision affected. We are representing him for this election. And so we are far ready and we are far advanced. We are not now deciding on which candidate to present. I think we are far ahead of that. So already the decision around, you know, who to put up in Asin North, have you decided yet, or is yes, that equating? As our letter stated, we 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 have we we are representing the MP Honourable Kwesin as a candidate for the election. Okay, so this is this is a decision that's been made. Is taking and, and this done. is our decision. We we haven't reviewed or we haven't changed that decision. 
um, as it stands now, we have not uh, reviewed that decision. And so we are going and moving forward with our programs in that constituency to reinforce uh, our base. That's all we're going to do now. And I wonder what has been James Achukwesi's own response to that, because in his statement, he was emphatic that um, he's, he doesn't intend to pursue this anymore and, and possibly have thrown in the towel. Is he up for this for this fight? Well, well, Evans, when you have the Supreme Court tying your hands behind you and giving you an oral judgment, uh, and you do not have a written judgment that even uh, is a point where a review or otherwise would have to kickstart, what would you do? And so I believe that behind that, um, he's ready for the election. He's been to the constituency. From tomorrow, you would see many more activities. You will see his presence well uh, visible in the constituency again, where he represents himself as a member of parliament for the Asimnov. And I'm, I'm confident that he's going to win. I take it then that the party has now shifted its entire focus now on challenging the MPP in that constituency and and the and the concerns you had about you know seeking the rating judgment etc possibly because of your considerations of seeking a review isn't something you're pursuing anymore now the focus so focus is by election let's go and and run I think it's the other way around the MPP is challenging us in that constituency because it's our seat we have the seat and they have decided that uh, beyond non-performance, they will honor state resources to come and battle us by sharing money to individuals. And so our, our focus is going to center on synthesizing the people to understand that uh, if you have a government that have not performed for six years, a day sharing 100 cities and 500 cities does not change destiny. And that clearly you are dealing with... Uh, a group that is deceptive, a group that does not follow the precedence of development and growth. And so that is where our focus is right now. They are rather coming to battle us. We are already holding the seat. We are on the ground. And so they are coming to and, and championing an agenda of money sharing as a new strategy they have found into election. But trust me, the people of Asen not uh, are well awake. Stay with me, uh, Mr. Bandi. Let me bring in uh, Dr. Asasante into the conversation. Doc, I'm grateful for your time here on, on Top Story. I mean, we, we're talking about Asin North here. I mean, we, and it's interesting, we are coming on the, it's coming shortly after we had Kumewu. So let's do some context here. We have Asin North, NDC holds it now. But if you look at the 2020 results, they got 55%. The MPP got 44%. And this is a constituency where the NDs, MPP has, has held it, at least if you're counting from 1996 to date, four times. The MPP has it three times. So this is not by any means a, a walk in the park for any of the parties. This is a real deal, is it not? It is a real deal. Because if you look at the parties, uh, their strength is almost a par. Uh, but if you look at the last election, the fact that the Chukwesing won the election and now uh, what has happened has happened um, is going to change the dynamics. Uh, for instance, you are looking at uh, issues of the economy. It's a critical factor they are going to consider in such concerns. If you look at Ghana, almost all the constituencies, that's one of the uh, 
you know, the standards they use to gauge the performance of each party and the rest of them. So that will feature strongly. And again, uh, his issue uh, tied to that, you realize that um, he won uh, as a strong candidate. So uh, had it not been the case, uh, they would have had their MP in parliament. So now, if uh, there is that decision that he's going to contest again, um, the NDC stands a little chance higher than the MPP uh, because of two factors. The economy, how it has experienced a nosedive, and that the people are feeling the pinch there. And two, that this is our candidate, that because of the case, that is why I was kicked out of the parliament. And now that he also get opportunity to come, uh, if it is anything to go by, then they want to retain him. Obviously, the MDP is not going to fold his arms. They are going to put in their all and give them a run for their money. But I believe uh, the NDC stand a little chance better than the MDP, even though I've not gone to the field to pick any data. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Yeah, I mean, from the analysis and then from data that is available, uh, you, can, you can see this. And you, you raise the economic element. And it, again, it was a factor in the Kumewu by-election. Of course, the Kumewu by-election is, is an overwhelming stronghold of the NPP. However, we're all looking at the margins, right? And if you look at the Kumewu by-elections in the context of the economic um, challenges that we are currently faced, facing, the NPP actually improved its fortunes there from 2020 to that by-election last week. Uh, moving from 51% to 70%, increasing the real votes also from 14 to um, almost 16,000. And so, Andrew, you're possibly overstating the impact of the of, of the economic challenges on voter choices. No, I'm not. Because if you look at what happened in Kumeldu, about two, three factors will explain it. The first one is the issue of MPP stronghold. Normally, when a place is a stronghold of a party, um, irrespective of message, tradition, uh, sorry, message, uh, strategy, and the rest of them, people are glued to their party. So the tradition will hold sway. Uh, and that is what uh, really happened. And two, the issue of what we call in broadcasting, tactical voting. Tactical voting is a situation where uh, even if the candidate is not good, we want to maintain our party uh, for a good reason. So people would throw in their vote for them. That's exactly what happened. Uh, they were not much uh, interested in the candidate per se, but it's the party. 
And the third one was the issue of the numbers in parliament. So they realized that, look, these are strongholds. If you will slip, it's going to bring different dynamics in the parliamentary uh, business. So we need to maintain, more so if it is our constituency. But of course, the issue of the economy is an important barometer to gauge some of these things. But when you talk about strongholds, uh, these things are very, very, very critical that uh, people vote based on what tactical, uh, you know, consideration, based on a tradition, uh, based on ideology and whatnot. So these three factors uh, held the game for the MPP in. But looking at I think you realize that over the years, the NDC has carried uh, the, the, the party at one day. So there's no doubt in my mind that uh, if you are going into such a contest, you realize that whoever has been so strong on the ground has an, uh, you know, an upper you know, edge. More so when you are talking about this time around when economy is a critical component or decider in some of these things. Obviously, it will come up. Uh, for the consideration of who is really the real material for consideration in this election. The the, the two constituencies are not the same, but I believe that the the, the, uh, Asin one will really go for the NDC. Uh, let me bring in Musa Fagban. Musa Fagban, so as you said now, the party shifted its focus now to Asin Nov. Is the economy going to be your trump card here? Yes. uh, (laughs) The economy is what defines bread and butter issues but we are also going to battle with the issue of the fact that the government knows that it hasn't performed and the fact that they 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 have decided that their only trump card is to come and share money so all we are going to do is to stand against that uh, crime being perpetrated and so two things economy and and also uh, the issue of money sharing, vote buying, we're going to stand against it. Also, you know that when it comes to strength in terms of the candidate we are pre- presenting, he has the credibility, he has a track record on the ground. He's loved by, you know, a large cross-section of that constituency. So those are going to be the, the areas that would we'll, we'll focus. In fact, um, if you look at the economic issues, the fact that government hasn't done anything there and that's not their stronghold. The fact that there's corruption, the fact that um, uh, generally the government itself admits that it hasn't performed, those are going to be issues that will be considered uh, by the NDC in this election. I mean, and Mustafa, you've confirmed that James Atchukwasing is your choice uh, for candidate in this by-election. However, from what I understand, there is still a criminal case pending against him. Isn't that a risky move to put him up? Well, unless the MPP has turned themselves into the court, and that if we will allow the will of justice to grind, and that should determine naturally fate of individuals put before the court, I believe that they should not be predicting uh, the period within which they can finish their criminal matter. And so we are not worried. As it stands, it's not criminal under the presumption that uh, an accused is not guilty until proven uh, so by a court of competent jurisdiction. But you see where and the so, risk is, right? Assuming, for example, that the state wins this criminal case, well, that will be the second that time that you have 
you know, jeopardy as far as the you know, incumbent losing a seat? Well, we, when we get to that bridge, we will cross. When the state have found him uh, to be culpable of the allegations they made, uh, what if at the end of the trial, the, the state does not convict him? What would the MPP say? So that's what I'm saying that the government and the MPP should not send themselves into the courts. They should allow the courts to do their work, unless otherwise um, they know something that we do not know, or they, they now decide the period within which uh, justice delivery should be made. If that is not the case, then I believe that we have taken a decision as a party um, to represent our candidate, who currently is not a criminal. He has not been adjudged as a criminal. And the issues are before court. So we should allow the issues to run whilst we go into election. I mean, Dr. Sasante, risky move? Yes. Risky move on this? Um, that one, I would not be able to determine because uh, when a matter is before court, um, it can go either way. So, uh, But the people will make that right decision when they go to the poll to decide as to whether to maintain him or not. But the court will decide finally as to which direction that uh, the case will go. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, that's uh, Mustafa Bande there, the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC. You had uh, uh, Dr. Sasanti, who is a Senior Political Science Lecturer at the University of Ghana Political Science Department. The uh, MPP executives are still in this meeting. Uh, what decision they arrive at, we will get for you here on uh, Joy 99.7 FM. And let's stay with issues surrounding politics and the MPP, shall we? As you know by now, the MPP, they have opened nominations for all aspiring to lead the MPP into the 2024 elections to pick up the forms and file it to become official, uh, you know, aspirants in this race uh, that will culminate in, the, in an election that will elect a, one individual, the name on and face on the ballot for 2024. Well, today, uh, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Uh, had his forms picked on his behalf. Uh, my colleague, Samuel Mbura, was there for us and joins us on the, on the line right now with more on this. And, and Samuel, uh, this was done by some former executives of the party, stalwarts in the MPP, uh, to put it more precisely. Who are these? Yeah, Evans, exactly. Uh, his, um, I mean, campaign, um, the nomination form was picked on his behalf by a former youth organizer and organizer of the MPP, a former, uh, I mean, first vice chairman of the party, Fred Owari and Samir Huku, uh, they were the people who led the team to pick uh, the nomination forms. Well, we came here to pick the forms for Dr. Baumia. That assignment has been completed, and so we're going back to the office. So what next? When officially are we going to hear you launch your campaign? Well, uh, that, the candidate himself would announce that. So we know that as a vice president, people were expecting large crowd. Why is it not a situation? No, no, this is a private assignment. This is a private assignment. When we are, when, when we are ready to communicate, we'll communicate. What exactly will you be communicating? Um, when the forms are filled and being submitted. And from what I understand, uh, we've seen pictures now confirming that the forms have been handed over uh, to Dr. Baumia. And, and, and Samuel, 
uh, today also picking up forms is Kojopoku. Yeah, uh, Kojopoku is an um, energy expert whom we know has uh, declared his uh, intention to contest the elections last year. He says he's coming into a race uh, because of uh, what the grassroots is saying and because of his expertise. He believes that if he's given the nod, he'll be the right candidate to lead the MPP and then to salvage the country. Well, it's been over a year and I want to take this opportunity to say thank you to all KMP fans who have supported me for over one year. Last year, February, it became public that I'm going to run as the flag bearer of this party. A lot of people thought that, look, he can't do it, he can't pick form, he will not last a year. We've done this, we've gone around the country twice. We went around all 16 regions the first time. Then we've gone around all 16 regions to meet all constituency chairmen and all regional executives. I just came from the northern region on Saturday. It is a wonderful news. And for me, I think that I came to pick the form to show that Kujopoku is the leading candidate for this party. So how many people in all have so far picked forms? So Evans, uh, with today's uh, picking of nominations by the two, there are seven. And let me just run you through the list. The first to pick the forms was uh, the former energy minister that was last week, former general secretary of the MPP, former MP for Asante Mampong, Francis Adainimo, whom we also know is going for his second uh, time in this uh, um, flag bearer um, race. The fourth person was um, a two-time presidential aspirant, Dr. Kofi Konedu Apreku, chief being a Greek minister, Dr. Fria Koto, Receive now the vice president, Dr. Mahmoud Baumi, and in the seventh, being energy analyst, Kojopoku. Alan Chamanteng, any news when he's speaking? Uh, that we have not gotten the, uh, I mean, the information yet, but we are still pitching camp. But what I'm getting is that possibly in the course of the week, he should be picking his forms. Okay, so that's uh, the update from the MPP ahead uh, of the uh, major primary to elect a presidential candidate uh, we keep an eye on that development uh, so when we get more we bring it to you also that meeting that is currently underway at the party headquarters on the Asinov by-election what's spring like in park city utah imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts park city mountain and deer valley exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.